going to ask you if you would go ahead and be seated this morning. If you would take the word of God this morning and turn with us to Genesis chapter 22. Genesis chapter 22 this morning. <clears throat> Genesis chapter 22. There are several things in a church that a pastor just really enjoys doing. And uh, we, uh, we love to do everything that the Lord gives us to do. But there again, there's just certain things that we just really enjoy doing. And one of those things is uh, when we dedicate children to the Lord in our services. And that is always special because we want everyone to be dedicated to the Lord. One of the things that lacks in most of us when we get older is that commitment and dedication. And so when you're dedicated to the Lord at a young age and your parents then have that opportunity to help you and to encourage you and strengthen you through your childhood, it helps to give you that strength when you do become an adult and you're in church and you're able to stand with the Lord the way that you should and attend the house of God the way that God desires for us to. And so uh, today I want to speak to you on the subject of giving your children back to God. Giving your children back to God. And I'm going to ask you a question this morning. Now I want you to listen very closely. Have you ever given your children back to God? Now I'm sure when you hear that question, some of you are thinking, I would love to give them back. Um, but, I, you know... I don't think God would want us to give them back to him, not in that sense. Uh, and honestly, because I think he has a no return policy. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, we think of these things and, uh, you know, besides probably most of you have already lost the receipt that you got for him anyway. <laughs> you know, the truth is there's really not a parent here who hasn't at some time in their life when they have a child hadn't thought, you know, about wrapping that package back up and taking that child back and saying, hey, <laughs> I want you to take this child back. Uh, my wife and I, uh, when our children were little, and, you know, they'd be rambunctious and things, and they were the best kids they could be because they were children, you know. But there were times that I heard my wife say, if you do not stop that, I'm going to pinch your little heads off, you know. And I know there's probably been times in your life with your children that you would probably like to pinch their heads off too. <laughs> so I know sometimes children can be rambunctious, they can be uh, wild at times, but children can be the most blessed things that God has given us in this world. And so I believe today we need to think about that. We need to look at our children probably in a different way. You know, as we look at our children here in our church, the children are our church of tomorrow. You know, I know that God, if God tarries, I know that God wants this church to continue on. Amen? And if this church is going to continue on, we must raise our children in the proper way. We must raise our children with the same values, the same understanding, the same fundamentals that we have been taught in our lives. If not, what happens is either your church dies or the fundamentals of the church die. 
And we don't want either one of those things to happen. We don't want the church to die out, and nor do we want the fundamentals of the church to die out as well. We want to make sure that the faith of this church stays the same foundational way that it has been for all these years. Now, I'm not suggesting today that uh, you take your kids to God and try to get your money back because that's not what we're uh, trying to get you to see today. But what I am asking you to do is to recognize that your children are a precious gift from the Lord. And they belong ultimately and always to God, though. Even though that God brings them into this world and He allows us to have a little bit of time with them, uh, that child is always God's, just like you are always God's. And so we need to recognize those facts, but we also need to uh, make sure that we release the ownership of that child back under God. We need to understand that God is responsible for the way in which they were designed and that they already know the plan of God for their life. And the only way that they're going to know the plan of God for their life is to make sure that you teach that plan to them. Now, we can preach messages from this pulpit. Uh, I can teach uh, lessons from classes and things of that nature. But you have the most time with that child at home. And with that child at home, it is your responsibility to make sure that that child grows up in the right way, grows up with nurture, grows up with love, grows up with compassion, but knowing that all those things that I just mentioned come from God and that they belong to God especially. Now, there are some biblical examples that uh, this uh, doctrine or this thought that we're telling you about today actually comes through. Uh, and uh, first of all, we have over in the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 1 and verse 27 through 28, there is the example, and it's a very classic exa example, of Hannah. If you'll remember, uh, Hannah is the mother of Samuel. And Samuel uh, is the son in whom that she had prayed for and asked God to give her a son. And she said that if you'll give me this son, that I'll give him back to you. And so she presented him to God and handed the young Samuel, not only gave him back to God, but handed young Samuel over to the prophet Eli so the prophet Eli could raise the son and teach that son the nurture and admonition of the Lord and help that child grow up to be what that child would become one day, one of the great prophets of the Old Testament. And that's not the only example we find in the Bible. We also find an, another example very close to us, and that is in the New Testament found with Joseph and Mary. Found in Luke's Gospel, chapter 2 and verse 22. Notice what it says there. And this is just part of that verse where it says, They brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. When Jesus had been born, after that, the Bible says that God came to Joseph in a dream and told him that Herod and his armies were coming after Jesus. And so he told them that you need to leave and go down to, uh, uh, down to Egypt. And after they went down to Egypt, they came back. And as they were there in Jerusalem, Mary and Joseph took him there to give him to the Lord. And so we find that there are many occasions like this. There's another one. In fact, this one is the one we're actually going to be dealing with this morning, and that is the man by the name of Abraham. Abraham. The example of a parent who surrenders their child unto God. 
in Genesis chapter 22, which is where that we are in our scripture this morning, I want us to read about this, and I want us to think about this subject then of giving our children back to God. Look with me, if you will, in verse 1 of chapter 22, and we'll read several verses there. Verse 1 states, And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, by the way, let me back up for just a moment. That word tempt there is not a sin. That word tempt in the Hebrew means to prove. So he did this to prove Abraham. And uh, in verse 2 says, And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon the one of the mountains which I will tell of thee. And Abraham rose up early in the morning, and saddled his ass, and took two of his young men with him, and Isaac his son, and clave the wood for the burnt offering, and rose up, and went into the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the ass, and I uh, and the lad will go up yonder and worship and come again to you. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac his son, and he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and they went both of them together. And Isaac spake unto Abraham his father and said, My father, and he said, Here am I. My son, and he said, Behold the fire and the wood. Where is the lamb for the burnt offering? What a question. What a question that was posed to his father there. And then Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went both of them together. Think about the faith of this man Abraham as he goes up to take his son and offer his son and still yet knowing that God was going to provide for them. Verse 9, And they came to the place which God had told him of, and Abraham built an altar there, and laid the wood in order, and bound Isaac his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand, and took the knife to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven, and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him a ram called in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. I want us to go to the Lord in a word of prayer this morning. Now, Father, as we come before thy throne of grace today, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness. We thank you, Father, for what you've done for each and every one of us and how, how sweet and how precious it is that you love us and you care for us. And I ask you, Lord, now that you might take charge, Lord, here in this service, Lord, in this uh, time of baby dedication. And we thank you, Father, for our children. We know, Lord, that you teach us in your word that we're to suffer not the little children to come unto you. And so, Father, we know that children are your blessed example unto us. 
And Father, we, like those children, are supposed to listen to you and, and hear you and, and understand your word and listen to the things that you teach us and the ways that you lead us and follow after your example. And so, Father, today I pray that you might help each and every young person here, the children downstairs and there in the nursery. I pray, Father, for every adult, Lord, here in this service today that you might help us, Lord, to learn even more about you this day and, Father, how much more closely we can follow you and these things now we ask in the name of our savior jesus christ and for his sake alone amen well again abraham here he literally and totally irrevocably gave isaac back to god a man that had to be hard and painful for abraham to do but after all we find out some things about abraham and i know that this young couple here that we're going to find out some things about them, some things that probably you already know. Abraham, we know that Abraham loved Isaac. That's what verse 2 says to us, doesn't it? It said, God said, Take now thy uh, son, thine only son, Isaac, whom thou lovest. And then later on we find out that basically what God was saying unto him is I want you to sacrifice your son. I want you to lay your son upon the altar and I want you to give your son back to me. Now, this is a little more deep than what maybe we can see actually on the pages of the Word of God there because basically what God is doing is God is testing Abraham and I believe he tests parents today. And sometimes I believe that's why we get these little isms in our mind of thinking, wow, this child is just unruly. Man, I just want to get away from this child. Because I believe that God is testing us to see how far we will go to bring our children into the place that they need to be at with our Lord and our Savior. But also to test our faith in God as well to make sure that we are where we need to be at with God. Are we ready for the children that we rear? And if we are then, we need to make sure that we give that child definitely back to God. Now we find some things out here in this story that Isaac was a miracle from God. Remember the story about Isaac and Sarah? Uh, Isaac uh, was um, a child that is going to be born. And we find out about Abram. Abraham, he is 100 years old. Uh, Sarah is 90 years old. How many of you women would like to give birth to a child when you're 90 years old? How many of y'all right now would have the energy to run after that child when you were 90 years old? Guys, how many of y'all at 100 years old would be able to be strong enough and rambunctious enough to run after that child and take that child and bounce it up and down in your arms, you know, like we do when we're young parents? Well, you see here, God allowed Abraham and Sarah to have a child when they were 100 and then when she was 90 years old. Do you know that the best thing that Abraham ever did for Isaac was to make sure that he tied him to that altar and surrendered him back to God? Now, folks, I'm telling you, the best thing that you can do for that little baby right there is to make sure you give, him, give her back to God. Make sure that she lives her life for the Lord. Now, I'm not asking you to tie her to an altar, you know. I'm not asking you to take a dagger up in your hand and bring that dagger down. And I wouldn't do that. But think about this. God asked Abraham to do that. 
And I'm sure as much as he loved Isaac because how special Isaac was, how hard that was, even as they are going up the mountain and as Isaac asked the question about we have the fire and we have the wood, but where's the sacrifice? And Abraham, even then still yet through his faith, says God will provide. And I believe that he was still even believing that as he tied him up on the altar and he laid him there. And notice something else about Isaac. Isaac never questions this. There's never a statement in the Word of God, in the history of the canon of the Word of God. There's never anything there that tells us that Isaac ever opened his mouth to his dad, asked him a question any time after that. Dad, hey, hey, stop. Dad, why are you tying me up? I don't want to be tied up here. Dad, why are you laying me up here on the wood? Why are you fixing to take that big old knife and and bring it down to me? And Abraham, as he takes that knife, though, and as he brings it down to his son, as he gets it almost to his chest to drive it into his chest, and all of a sudden the angel of the Lord. Now, by the way, the angel of the Lord there, that's none other than Jesus Christ there. He speaks to us. He speaks to Abraham, and he says, Stop. Do not do that. Lay no harm. Do not bring that knife into him. Lay no harm to him at all because God has provided for you today. But it took to the very last moment of him bringing that knife down to his son to see how dedicated these, this parent was to his child and to God. How willing are you to go that far to give your child back to God? You know, it's important. You know, um, I remember when God called me to preach. I was uh, almost 16 and I remember going to my mom and dad, and I told my mom and dad I had been saved, of course, a few months before that. And I remember going to my mom and dad, and I told them that God had called me to preach. Well, mama said, well, I, I'm proud of you. Dad kind of looked at me real weird. I don't think he quite understood what I meant by that calling. But later on, as I began to study for the work of the Lord and do these things, they realized that they were going to have to release me. They released me into college at an early age. They did not get to see me. I did not grow up like most teenage children do, playing games, softball, soccer, and baseball, and all those things like that. I was in college. I was preaching. I was doing youth evangelism and all these different things. And my parents actually had to do exactly what Abraham did here. They had to release me into the care of God and give me back to God. And I don't think that my mom and dad had ever given me back to God until I told them that time that I was going to be called to preach and actually followed through with what God asked me to do. Then they had to let go of me. And from that time to this day, I have been in the care of God. And from this time until the time that I close my eyes in death or I open my eyes wide and I see the Lord coming back in the clouds of glory, I belong to God. My children belong to God. My wife and I, we gave our children to God when they were born. I remember going outside with my children and holding them up in my arms to the sky and praying and telling God, This is your child. 
I thank you for letting me have this child. We lost our first child. But when God gave us that second child, I knew that this child had to be given to God also. When we got pregnant with Andrew, our second son, or our first son actually, he says he's the favorite one. Well, he is our favorite son because he's the only one. <laughs> By the way, our daughter is our favorite daughter because she's our only daughter as well. But I remember we, we weren't really quite ready for another child at that time. And I think sometimes parents, you're not ready for that second or that third one. And we gave it to God. I went outside and I did the very same thing that I did with Tiffany. I raised Andrew up in my arms and I gave him over to God. Now, let me ask you this. Have you ever done that? Have you ever given your child over to God? Have you ever raised that child up and held that child before God and said, God, this child belongs to you? You see, this is what God is asking us to do. We are to give our children back over to our Lord and our Savior. Now, imagine this. Had Abraham refused God, what would have happened? Isaac possibly would have uh, forfeited all of God's promises, all the plans that God had for Isaac. Uh, and, and by the way, Isaac would have lived and died in obscurity. We probably would have never heard anything about him other than that he was probably nothing more than a nomad. And, but because Abraham obeyed and he gave Isaac back to God, Isaac received the fullness of God's best plan and the promise for his life. Isaac became a very wealthy man. Isaac was one of the most wealthy men in the Old Testament. Isaac also became the forefather of God's own son. Do you know it was through the family line of Isaac that Jesus Christ was born into this world through Mary? So today, as we look at the last few moments of this lesson this morning, I want us to look at four elements of giving your child back to God. Four elements of giving your child back to God. Now, what does it mean to give your child back to God? Well, first of all, giving your child back to God is a confirmation of your love for God. If you give your child back to God, you're saying to God, I love this child, but not only do I love this child, I love you, God. And I'm going to give you this child. The first thing you're saying is simply that you love God more than you love anything else in this world. And I know y'all love that little child. I know you love your other one as well. And it would be hard for you to give them up. And it bothers me in this world today that we have people that wind up becoming with a child and then they take that child and either they, they abort that child because they don't want the responsibilities and, and let me say this too, and I'm not being gory when I say this, but I've always understood this, that, that if you've got time to play, you've got time to pay. Amen? And each and every one of us must understand the consequences of the things that we do. And this is another reason why we raise our children in the nurture and the admonition of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So they know the right and the wrong of things that they do. They know the circumstances that will happen when the things that they, they, they conduct their lives, how that is going to bring, and fo bring focus later on in their lives. Decisions that we make now will make more decisions later on in our lives. And so we must be careful of this. But it always bothers me when I 
hear about abortions. But then secondly, it always bothers me when I hear about some mother who has had a child and they left that child on a doorstep somewhere or they left that child in a dumpster somewhere in a back alley. It breaks my heart to think that someone would do that. And I know they're scared. I know they have no understanding of what's going on in their life at that time. And they're so confused and they're so mixed up. And the reason they are is because they need Jesus Christ. They never had nobody to lead them down the right path. They never had nobody to give them that strength that they needed. And praise God, these parents are in our church today. They're faithful as they come to the house of God. And they love God, I believe. But not only do they love God, they love that little child and they want to give that child back to God. And that's why they ask, Preacher, can, can we have a baby dedication to dedicate our baby? Praise the Lord. This is exactly what Abraham proved by what he did. It was his willingness to offer Isaac. And these, cho- these children, they need to be given back to God. Abraham loved God above the most prized treasure that God had given him. And at that time in life, Abraham was probably the most wealthy man on the earth at that time. And at that time, throughout all the riches that God had given him, all of his sheep, all of his cattle, all of his family, all of his servants, all those wealth, uh, the clothes, the tents, and things that he had, none of those things meant any more to him than his child Isaac did. Because he knew that was the child that God had given him that God had promised him with. And do you know that today in this world, you're here because of Isaac? You say, well, preacher, how can that be? They were Jews. They were Hebrews. We're Gentiles. That's exactly right. But do you know, dear friends, that the world was populated from all these people here in Scripture? So we are here today because this man Abraham loved God and he gave his child back to God. You cannot imagine one day what great things this little child will do when you give this child back to God and see the opportunity that God has for that child. We have no idea. This child could wind up on a mission field one day. This child could be married to a pastor one day and and leading in a church and helping a church out, leading young people just like her to the Lord. When we give our children back to God, we openly declare that this child is a gift from God, that this child does not really belong to us, that this child really belongs to God, and it's our privilege to train this child up while this child is here. It's our not only our privilege, but it's our command that we've been given to train this child up the way that God teaches us, and that's exactly what Abraham did. Psalm 127 and verse 3 says this, Lo, children are an heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is His reward. So children really truly do belong to God because God gives them for us to train that child up, to help that child to learn the Word of God, to learn His precepts, His concepts, his un- and understand the dedication and the commitment that that child is supposed to give. And by the way, We better be careful how we treat God's property. Amen? Amen. You want to know why we had vacation Bible school this year? Because I want to make sure that we're careful how we treat God's property. Amen? You want to know why that we try to make sure in our church that our children are safe when they go places and when they're here in church? the Sunday school teachers, while we do background checks and all these things? Because, listen, these children belong to God. 
They do not belong to us, dear friends. And while they're here, parents are to train their children. We, are, as a church, are to train their children and bring them up. We better be careful how we treat these children. Because these children are our heritage, dear friends. They're our heritage and they're God's blessing. I want to tell you something, friend. God did not authorize the state to raise our children. It's not the state's responsibility. God did not authorize daycare centers to raise our kids. Now, I understand that parents work, and this is the day that we live in where both parents sometimes have to work to meet uh, ends meet, you know. I understand that. But let me share this with you, too. God will provide a way. He has for my wife and I every single day of our life he's provided for us. I can't say that always every single bill was paid on time because it wasn't. But I can tell you this, that God always provided a way for that bill to be paid, for that thing to be taken care of, for the, so that our children were able to be taken care of. We did not bum our children off on family and friends. Every time we went somewhere, our children went with us. People say, used to say to us, oh, when you have children, you won't be able to do nothing. You won't be able to go nowhere. I can guarantee you that was a lie. Because we did everything else that Christians are supposed to do. And our children went with us everywhere we went, you know. In fact, that's why our children today are so close to us. And we love them so much. It's because we got to spend so much good time with them. We need to be so careful. Oh, friends, God did, did authorize mommies and daddies to raise their kids. It's His authorization. Giving your children to God is a commitment to raise your children God's way. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 4 says, uh, We are to bring our children up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Listen, if we're to give our children to God, it's not just a ceremony. This is not just a, a service here today. It is a commitment that these parents are making today that they are going to be a godly parent. This is uh, your part of this, that you're going to teach the child about Jesus. You're going to do it in the home, not just in church, but in the home. You're going to keep the child in church, amen, faithfully in church, not at home. Kids get up and... Oh, Mama, Daddy, I, I'm sick. I don't want to go to church today. Well, honey, you just stay home and rest a little bit then. How sad. Bring that child to church. I don't want to go to church today. I'm so tired of church. I'm, that old preacher, he ain't nothing but boring. He's loud sometimes, and sometimes he's quiet, and he's just boring, you know. He's an old man. Why do I want to go to church and listen to him? You get your clothes on, your shoes on, you get in that car. We're going to church. Amen? Amen? That's the way it's supposed to be. And then you need love. And I see that. Love that child. And then something else is very important. Pray for those children. Put them before God. And then train the child. Train the child in everything. But you know what God is teaching us here? And... and and I want to be very careful when I say this to you. We can train our children in sports. We can train them how to play baseball and softball. 
We can train them how to play instruments and things of that nature. We can train them in all these things of that. But the most important thing to train them in is in the Word of God. Train them how to be a Christian. Train them how to be a servant of Jesus Christ. And that's why when you pray for this child, it'll help you because it'll encourage you then for that training. And then here's another one that's very important as well. Stay married. Stay married, amen. You know, the, the divorce rate today is higher than it ever has been. And, and sadly enough, not only the divorce rate is so high, but people nowadays are not even getting married. They're just getting together and saying, okay, we're going to have kids, and, and if you like it, we'll stay together. If not, that's okay. We'll go somewhere else and have kids with somebody else too. I mean, there, there's, no, there's no responsibility. There's no respect there. And, and so you know, stay married. Stay married if for nothing else for the child's sake. Amen? And then make your home a holy place. I mean, you, you come to church and, and you bring your children to church, but make your home that holy place also. Make it a place where there's, there's family altar time, where there's Bible reading and Bible study, where there's prayer and all the things of God at your house. Replace all the things of the world with things of God in your home. And put away that worldliness that's there. And then just live simply a righteous life. And that means simply just living a right life with the Lord. Joshua chapter 24 and verses 14 and verse 15. He says there, Now therefore fear the Lord and serve Him in sincerity and in truth and put away the gods which your fathers served and serve ye the Lord. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, this is what Joshua says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Serve Him. Now, so giving our children back to God is not just a, a confirmation. It's not just a clarification or commitment. But giving your children back to God is actually claiming the plans and the promises for that child's life. I briefly mentioned a few moments ago that uh, this child could turn out to be one of the greatest workers for the Lord. Isaac here, uh, I'm sure that Abraham had some inclination because how special the child's birth was. But I don't think that even Abraham at that point understood how special that Isaac was and how much God would actually use Isaac later on in years. Isaac inherited God's blessings. He inherited the protection and promises simply because his dad gave him back to God. And that's what we all need to do. As you obey God with your life and you give this child back to God today, you're posturing your life and your child to serve the Lord. And it's much easier to do it at this age than it is at Eli's age or Gunner's age. You can still give your children at those ages back to God. But it's so hard, dear friends, to give that child back to God at that time after that child has already had worldly influences and things of that nature, it's the best time to do it now while that child is a babe. This is the things that transpired with Abraham. These are the things that crossed his mind, the things that he put forth, the faith that he enacted, 
Abraham was confirming his love and fear of Jehovah. He was clarifying that Isaac really belonged to God. He also was committing to be a godly parent. And he was claiming God's plan and promises for Isaac. Now parents, I'm going to ask you if you would come forward and just stand right here. precious three years old today's her birthday saturday is her birthday three years old amen isn't she precious amen you know the most important thing is that each one of us understand that these children belong to god here's something else we need to understand these children also belong to god amen their parents had to do the same. And we must do the same as well. I'm going to ask everyone if you would please stand with us. I'm going to try to lay both my hands on these folks. I'm going to ask you to bow with me in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, as we come before your throne of grace today, I thank you so much, Lord for the special opportunity we have today, Lord, to dedicate this baby to you. And so in dedicating this baby to you, Father, we come to these parents and we ask them to make sure that they give this child to, truly to you. Bless them, encourage them, and strengthen them as they have already been strengthened. Bless this child. Help this child, Lord, to grow up in your nurture and your admonition to grow up serving you, to love you, to be a vital part of this church and your life, Lord. And we'll give you that praise and honor and glory. We ask these things now in the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Now, folks, I have something for you that I want to give you. And this actually... is for Cadence... And I want her to always know that she is loved of the Lord, that she was given to God, and that the church gave her her first Bible. And that we love you, and we want to help you as much as we can, okay? I think she just shook her head yes. <laughs> and we want to help this child grow up in that way, and these parents to grow in this church and be integral parts of this church as well and that's what this dedication certificate says it says we dakota and kylie carmack commit ourselves to the christian nurture of cadence thea carmack entering into this commitment at calvary independent baptist church as a part of the congregation worship on october the 22nd 2023 pastor tim york and then of course uh, the proverbs chapter 22 and verse 6 where it says train up a child in the way in which it should go God bless you. Amen. Now, I want you to come. Uh, I'm going to ask you all to stay up here. I'm going to ask you all to come and give them the right hand fellowship this morning. Amen. I think that if they're going to be the parents that they need to be, we as a church need to stand behind them. Amen? Amen. That's the only way that they can have the strength and the things that will encourage them and help them to be the parents that they need to be in this church and also to this child. 
So I want you to come by and give them right hand of fellowship. Amen. All right, let's have a word of prayer and be dismissed. Heavenly Father, as we come before your throne of grace today, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you, Father, so much for helping us today, Lord, and for bringing children into our world. And, Father, help us never, never to disregard a child. Never disregard that they are not hearing or listening or, or hearing the things that you teach them, hearing the things that we say to them. Never let us be mean or hateful to them, even though sometimes we would like to pinch their heads off, Lord. Never let us be that way to them. Father, help us to love them and to nurture them and remember that they're children and, Father, that they belong to you. So help us, Father, to protect those children and raise them the way that we should. And help our church, Lord, to remember the same things, Lord, that we should never hurt them, but we should always love them and encourage them and lift them up. In the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ, we ask this prayer. Amen. God bless each one.